Welcome to the heartbeat of the pro-life ministry. I'm Beth Bissonette, and I've been an executive director of a pregnancy resource center for a really long time. I want to motivate, educate, and inspire you, the pro-life Christian, to save preborn lives and change the lives of women and families for life and for Christ. Let's get into today's episode. Mary looked at the two pink lines on the pregnancy test, and she had mixed emotions. Her mind is telling her that her life is about to get very complicated, and she wonders how she'll ever deal with it. But her heart is filled with joy, because Mary knows the truth. You should just get an abortion, Mary. Yeah, it's no big deal. You must be early enough to get the abortion pill, and Joe will never have to know. The voices of her friends break into her private thoughts in that moment. Mary was very aware that some of her friends and family would push her to abort her unplanned pregnancy. She had to be very strong to withstand that kind of pressure. And what about Joe? How will he react? What will he say? What will he do? Joe, of course, was heartbroken. He knew that the baby wasn't his. How could Mary do this to him, crush their dreams and hopes of their future by cheating on him? Maybe he should just end their relationship now and move on with his life. Or abortion was a possibility too, Maybe they could work out their marriage if she had an abortion. But Mary knew that her pregnancy was not unplanned. It may be an unexpected surprise to her, and certainly to Joe, but it was never unplanned in God's eyes. Mary thought back to that day when God's angel had visited her and told her the truth of what would happen to her. She was very afraid in that moment, but her fear had turned into amazement as she had listened to the angel and said yes to God's plan. She chose to be obedient to God, and she would never do otherwise. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. 
What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. And then God had settled Joseph's heart when an angel had visited him in a dream. Mary had remained a virgin. She hadn't cheated on him. And in fact, God's plan was for Joe to be a very special part in the life of a very precious baby. Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. Is this a picture of what Mary and Joseph may have experienced if Jesus had been conceived in 2023? There's been a theme in the pro-life arena over the last several years, quite a few in fact, that you may have heard of. What if Mary had lived and experienced Jesus's conception today? If Mary experienced an unplanned pregnancy and thankfully she chose life for her baby, otherwise we would still be lost, right? This pro-life tale of Mary's unplanned pregnancy has become a common talking point in the pro-life world. Joseph was the unwitting fiancé who discovers his future wife is pregnant, but he's certain that the baby isn't his and so his fiancé must have cheated on him. What better reason for him to break off the relationship and for her to want to terminate her pregnancy out of self-preservation? and the desire to keep her pregnancy a secret, like it never happened. We understand the premise of this unplanned pregnancy, the correlation between Mary and Joseph's pregnancy and the unplanned pregnancies that we see at pregnancy resource centers. However, the truth is that there's no such thing as an unplanned pregnancy with God He's never caught off guard by any pregnancy, let alone Mary's pregnancy with his own son. Jesus's conception was never an unplanned pregnancy because it was always planned. 
and prepared for by God. Perhaps this is splitting hairs a little bit here, but let's just change a word. Let's adjust this tale to say that Mary and Joseph experienced an unexpected pregnancy for them. Mary never expected the angel to come and say, Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And Joseph certainly didn't expect the angel in his dream to reveal that Mary had conceived by the Holy Spirit. Yes, what happened was the biggest unexpected of their lives, but it wasn't unplanned by God. That gives us a lot to think about, right? I mean, we could imagine that Mary and Joseph experienced an unplanned pregnancy today and the pressure that they would have experienced to have an abortion. But when it comes right down to it, as I said, the pregnancy was not unplanned by God. No pregnancy is unplanned by God. We've talked recently about how you should think about abortion in the case of rape because God doesn't make mistakes, right? He He knows what he's doing and every pregnancy is his plan. Every child is created by him. Now, I'm going to talk more about Mary and Elizabeth's story next month. I want to ask you to think about January with me for a minute. I don't mean to rush us into next year, but I do just want to remember that January is Sanctity of Human Life Month. I'm going to be talking a lot about that next month and what it means and what we can be doing together. So get ready for a deep dive in January. Today's episode will publish on December 18th. So I want to wish you and yours a very merry and blessed Christmas. I really love Christmas for lots of reasons. Perhaps considering that I serve at a pregnancy center makes it, well, it makes a little more sense because it celebrates the most miraculous an important conception, the most precious of babies ever to be born, and the most holy string of moments which occurred during the entire process of God's unfolding plan for a Savior to be born and for us to be adopted by God into His family. So we have a lot to celebrate this Christmas. I'm going to finish this episode today with a replay of our Christmas episode from last year. This is an opportunity for you to hear directly from some of our clients who wanted to say thank you to you. Thank you for your support for pregnancy centers, which means that women, children, and families are blessed by center services all year long. And they say thank you for the Christmas gifts that they receive for their children. I have to say that this was one of my favorite episodes of the past year. Their sweet voices, well, you'll hear them for yourself. Here is our Christmas episode from last year for you. Today, we are in Haven Pregnancy Services recording live. And so you may hear some noise in the background. 
I'm recording this on December 20th. It's a Tuesday. And this is actually a very exciting day for us at Haven Pregnancy Services, because the Tuesday before Christmas each year for many years now, we have some elves that come in and deliver some Christmas gifts for us to give to our clients' children. Clay and his helpers come in to deliver some gifts from Holy Trinity Church in Plymouth, and we give them a list of items that our our clients' children need, and they go out and buy them, bring them back to church, and then Clay and his helpers bring them all in to us, all organized, and then our clients come and pick them up. And I just wanted to say If you have given a financial gift this year to Haven, we just want to say thank you. There aren't enough words or ways to say how much we appreciate you for your giving and for your prayers. So thank you so much for your gift. We couldn't do this without you. And as we get to the end of the year, I know you're probably being bombarded with wonderful nonprofit organizations that are all asking for you to give. And Haven Pregnancy Services is just one of many. We know that. But if you are considering giving an end of year gift, we would so appreciate you taking the time to do that. I know that it's important for you to know that the gifts that you give are making a difference. And I hope that the episodes that you've listened to about Haven Pregnancy Services and Pregnancy Centers has just shown you where your money goes to make a difference in the lives of women and in their families and their preborn children. So again, thank you. Oh, there goes the doorbell. Let's go see who's at the door. Every time the doorbell rings here at Haven, that means somebody's come into the waiting room. Let's go see. All right, so this is Clay. And Clay just delivered a whole bunch of Christmas gifts to us for our families. So Clay, I just wanted to know, what would you like to say to everybody who's given this year? I would like to thank everybody so much for their support and help. Uh, we couldn't have done it without it, all the people that were involved with So I just want to thank everyone for that, for their help. Wonderful. And Clay, I'm just curious, you've been doing this for us for a long time. Can I ask you, why do you do it? It's a way for us to give back to the community. Uh, my wife started this uh, back 19 years ago, and uh, we just want to keep the tradition going. That's a long time. And that's a lot of thank yous from us to you, including from our clients. So thank you and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This year, we have helped 22 children have Christmas gifts. So we're very excited about this and just wanted to share it with you. So Caitlin is here, and I'm just going to give her the opportunity to say a thank you. Hi, guys. Thanks for everything you guys do for me and my family. I've been coming for at least a good, like, seven, eight years, and I appreciate everything. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Caitlin. All right. I'm going to introduce you to Jackie. She just came in to get her Christmas gifts for her kids. 
And I just wanted to know, Jackie, if you have anything that you would like to share with those who give to Haven. Hi, um, I would just like to say thank you so much to everyone at Haven and everyone who supports Haven and gives gifts to families like mine. I've been a very long time comer to Haven, probably about seven years now, and I've gotten so, so much help um, just from my first-time mom and then through my second child and many Christmases, and it's just been amazing help that I could never do for my family on my own. And um, I remember last year I even got a gift for myself, not just for my kids. So that was really, really sweet. And just everyone here has been really supportive for my life outside of the holidays, just things that happen in my everyday life. And um, it's been a really big support. I love this place. I hope they can help more more people like me. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know that we love you. And whenever you have a need, you just let us know. And a lot of times what we do is we send out the needs on our email list. And like immediately, people are responding to want to help. So thank you. We love you. Merry Christmas. All right. Well, we have Carrie here. Carrie popped in to pick up some Christmas gifts that you guys donated to her. And Carrie would just like to say a couple of words of thank you. All right, Carrie, you ready? Hi, my name is Carrie. I've been coming to Haven for just over 10 years now. I have two children, um, a boy, Nakonner, and a girl, Nevaeh. Nakonner is 11 and Nevaeh is 10. And I just wanted to say a very, very much appreciated thank you. Um, I was overwhelmed when I came in and saw the, the gifts that you guys had given to my children. I really appreciate it. And just wanted to say thank you and hope everybody has a wonderful Christmas. My name is John Randlett and I'm treasurer and board member. And I just want to thank everybody for their faithfulness. Uh, you've seen this this ministry through so much and we just appreciate you and we wish each and every one of you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and many blessings. Well, that's it for this special episode. And I hope that you got another little glimpse into what we do here at Haven and at so many pregnancy centers around the country. We really appreciate your support. Wasn't that awesome? Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Thanks so much for spending time with me again today. Have a very blessed Christmas. And remember, your life is precious.